bitch. 10, 10, 10, 20s in the 50s, bitch. Mikey, good to see you as always, mate. Hunnets, Hunnets. Throwing those around. It's round two, mate. What I'm going to do is I'm going to play you a video that I recently re-released around stacking $100,000. Now it's five minutes. So we'll have to sit through and listen to that. Is the video five minutes long? Yeah. And it actually pops off. Interestingly, this has got, uh, let me just show you, for the people who can actually consume a fair bit of info, 20,000 views. It's been sent around 95 times. It's 283 saves. And there's 20 odd comments there. None of them are like, you privileged white asshole. You know, don't mm. tell me how to save $100,000. Yeah. There's none of that, which is really, really interesting. But this is that's actually, what you normally get. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably just what people think. Yeah. You know? <laughs> this is actually a video from quite a while ago, but I, I re ran it. But I think what people like about it is that it's actually got some methodology. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to dive in this to catch people up to speed with how I did it the first time. And then I'm going to tell you about what it was like doing it the second time. Yeah, cool. Okay, so let's get this video cranking. I'll which get us right back to the start. It, which I used to think that's... Oh, that's not the start. Money Instagram's so fucking easy to navigate. Here we go. I want to hold on to, and I thought, I've got to break this limit, and I've got to 10 times it. So I set it at $100,000, and I thought, how will I save $100,000? Now, you might be listening to this and thinking, there's no way I can save hundred k But take the first principle. One, what's the limit? What do you usually kind of sit around before you then start spending a bit or you blow it and you end up back there and you think, I can't quite seem to keep going past that. Take that and your new target needs to be 10 times what your limit is. So get your target and get your limit, times that by 10, that's going to be your target. Now what I did from there is I saved 40% of all of my after-tax money. Now that's really fucking hard as well. I know that. I've done a whole podcast on this, so you can go and listen to about half an hour of how I did that search for Keep the Change, and you'll find that podcast. It's one of the most listened to podcasts. But I had to figure out how could I do this and how could I do it faster. So I changed the way that I lived, and I had to decrease my expenses, and I had to figure out how can I live within 60% of my after-tax income. This meant that I had less of a life. I couldn't do as many things and I had to be really disciplined and figure this part out. Now the third piece what I would do is I would get my 40% of my cash after tax and I would go straight off out of sight, out of mind to my sister. And I would say, Sister Kay, do not give this cash back to me. I'm trying to save and stack $100,000. And she would say, rightio mate, you've got a bit on, but that's okay, I can do that for you. So what this allowed me to do is not see my limit and think, oh, I've got like nearly double that now, I should go and buy something. It was out of sight, it was out of mind for it. But what I would also do is I would track it. Every month, I would be tracking where am I at? How close am I? Am I getting closer? Because your brain loves progress. Then you can see how long you've actually got to go. Now, the next thing I realized is this is gonna take a long time. I need to make some extra cash on the side. So I explored side hustles and I found ways that I could earn some extra cash. Then I got more impatient and I thought, I wonder if I could invest some of this money into some projects. And I'd look for the odd project and think, can I get a 20% return on that? Can I turn 10 grand of this into 12 grand? That's gonna make it a little bit faster for me to do this. And luckily for me, I was able to do that. That's a really hard piece, so we're not gonna go too deep into that because that's a whole podcast on its own. But That was an extra way of how I sped up the process. So for some people, you might be able to find ways to invest it and get a return from it to speed up this process. Now, the next thing that I did is that 
I saved 100% of bonus money that I come into. Someone might have owed me money from the past or I might have got a bonus from my employment or my business, for instance, whatever it is for you, and you go, no, no, I don't need that. That's not part of the routine. You know, you're not saving 40% of that, you're saving 100% of it. So you keep yourself living off of this 60% up here of your weekly or your monthly income and you try to save 100% of any bonus or extra cash you come into, Christmas cash, whatever, like bang, that all goes in there 100%. Now, of course, this is going to completely change the person of who you are because to do some of the stuff, I had to tidy up some debt. I had to get serious about getting rid of a cue card. And for you, it might be buy now, pay later, or your credit card or whatever. So you'll start to tidy up some of the shit that's bringing you down and holding you back. And those things are often the things that are creating bad habits for you. Like, oh, I'll just put that on the credit card, buying shit you don't need. And then when you're going to pay cash for it if you're trying to live off your 60%, you might be more inclined not to do it. So what I want you to do from here is go back through this methodology and think about what your target is and then how you're going to do this and then give yourself a time frame as well. You don't need to just try and do it within three months. Your aim is to actually do it because we're trying to recreate what our limit is for ourselves of what we think is amount of money that we can actually save and then we become somebody different through that process as well. I've got a podcast, like I say, around saving 40% of my income and wrapping up how I save this 100K. So there's about an hour of learning for you there and a video on changing your vehicle because I had to do that too. I could identify that where I wanted to go in my life, I couldn't do it in my job. I had to get out of that vehicle and get into a new one and that was business for me and that allowed me to free up some time to do some side hustling and investing in some of the projects that I could see that were going to generate me a return as well. So I had to change the vehicle. So you might want to go and watch the video that I've done on that as well to help you understand that more as well. Now there'll be some of you that will just go oh good enough for you mate, oh you're privileged like whatever bullshit you want to throw at me, that's all good that's not going to help you save the cash. But some of these things in here will. So take Take two or three of them, have a crack at them, and get after it rather than trying to drag other people down that are trying their hardest to try and get ahead or save some extra cash. You can have a crack at this, anybody can. Start with some small changes and watch how important and how impactful they become over a long period of time. <laughs> Weapon of a video, eh? This is a goodie, man. Yeah. I, think, I don't think I've seen that one, eh? It's not bad. I think it's so long that it probably, people are like, oh, I don't know if I want to watch that long. But also, just when you create content, when you get that deep into a video, you don't worry about no mistakes. <laughs> nah, like, fuck, just, I'm not recording this one nah, again. <laughs> that's a deep one. Yeah. Six minutes of standing there talking. It's quite funny when you're at school, how you do a speech, for instance, and you're like, how long does it have to be? Oh, between two and three minutes. Oh my God, yeah, that's yeah. so long. <laughs> Whereas you could probably have sex twice in that timing in this day and age. But to, to now be able to stand up there and just rip through like a six minute video. Yeah. And the cool thing is I've done so many more reps since then as well that I'd probably record that in a better way. But yep. I think that the information is quality. Now, I thought what I would do for you, mate, is just show you. I'll just log into ANZ here yep. to show I can show Mikey uh, across <laughs> the table here that there are some funds sitting there and quite clearly, yeah, you man. know, 100 Gs just sitting in the uh, the big blue app, right? So mm. we've got some term deposits, some pies and shit um, and some cash floating around. Now, I've done this again. I've taken myself back through this process. I did it the first time and I sort of, it was very empowering. I was able to think far out. Like I really did change the person who I was. And now round two doing it, there are some very different lessons I think from doing it. Now I didn't set it to be like, well, okay, let's be honest. I targeted a million dollars. So I did the same thing. I'm like, okay, I got to a hundred. I wonder if I could do a million. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, the millie is taking fucking ages. Yeah, a liquid, yeah. a liquid millie. Man, fuck! I tell you what, it is draining. There are ways that you could do it, but it would 
mean you wouldn't have a business anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but basically, so I didn't go to a milli this time. Like I have the milli target, but that's longer term. For me, this was about, I'm going to do this again. Because what mm-hmm. I did is I got to my 100 cash and then I'm like, right, I'm itchy now. What am I going to do with this? Mm. What's Heartland Bank up to? You know, <laughs> let's get some shares. Let's get some crypto. And so I started dispersing the 100 Gs mm. and it's into all sorts of shit. So it's not 100 cash anymore. Yeah. The world starts getting shaky. I review where I'm at and I think, I think I might be under in cash. I don't think my cash percentage is high enough. My, can I access that and get that for mm. something? Now, part of me was like, okay, let's start building that again so that if an opportunity comes up, I can grab it. Mm. To be honest, there hasn't really been too many opportunities. No. There'll be some opportunities when I get to look in hindsight and I'll go, oh, those were probably them, but maybe they'll come. But also when you're stacking for opportunities, you've got to start to think about when will you give yourself permission to let go of that. But then I was basically, I'd put some aside. I'd sort of do the same thing as I talked about in that video. I put some aside that I'm like, I'm getting fucking scratchy, man. Okay, I'm I'm getting 10 grand at Heartland shares. Fuck it. Let's go. (laughs) And then bang, $1.80 down to $1.60. I'm like, oh, I should have stacked it, man. (laughs) Should have just stacked it. Oh, Should have dear. stuck to the plan. Just stuck to the hundy. So, you know, I'm still failing at this. Yeah. I'm still getting it wrong. But same thing. Basically, I taught myself to save 40% of my income. I tell you what, mate, it is so much easier when you're getting paid uh, a shitload more than <laughs> when you used to get paid 40 grand, 50 yeah, grand. Yeah, definitely. And still doing that principle. So basically I look at all the cash that I have coming in in a month and I go, righto, what is 40% of that? And as soon as I get paid, whack, it goes straight into the same account that I used to use to stack the first 100G. Mm-hmm. It goes into that same one. Nothing's changed. Not fucking, oh, hey, Westpac, can I get the new booster saver account that you've got or whatever? I'm like, just, I got to stick to the principles. I know this works. Bang, whack it across there. And I start putting it into there. Now it is in sight this time because I've, outgrown my bad habit of I've got to give this to Sister K mm. because I can't trust myself. I can trust myself now. I learned that through the first hundred. Yep. And I learned, okay, I, I need to be smarter than this. Like, let's not fuck this up. And I went through a number like of months and even years where having the hundred K, I didn't blow it all and end up back down at that 10, 14. Yep. So I completely reset my thermostat. So this time... I don't need to give it to my sister, which is cool. However, bad for me, it's in Westpac. I go in there to do my day-to-day banking. I'm like, oh, there's that fucking 50 Gs. I wonder what Heartland is up to. I wonder, <laughs> maybe let's just, I heard about this thing with sharesies. Maybe I should just get a little couple of grand in that and we can just follow along, see where it's at. And then I'm like, dude, you know, I thought we're trying to get to 100. I'm yeah. like, I'm going to get to 100 anyway. So yeah. fuck it, I might as well whack a couple of Gs in there. That's what I do, fuck. Two months later, oh, that fucking magnesium stock that was going to pop off is down 90%. That's mint. How cool is that? Oh, man. You know? Fuck. So, okay, you idiot. Like, you're still doing this dumb shit. Like, get to your target first, then go and start doing deployment if you want to. Yeah. What's made things a little bit easier is that interest rates have increased. And so you kind of think, well, 6% interest, and if I can get 4% because I'm going to lose 2% to tax, I'm pretty cool with that. That kind mm. of is quite good to, to log into your internet banking at the first of the month and see the interest that the bank's paid you and go, shit, you know, that's a meaningful amount of coin. Mm. And that gets really exciting because you get to remember back to when you were at the $0 mark and you were trying to stack your first set of cash and you get to think, wow, 
Like imagine if I could go back and be like, hey bro, in five years time, you're going to get these interest payments. Check this shit out. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's your power bill. There's your phone bill. Fucking whatever. Yeah. It's just mind blowing. But yeah. you know, you kind of know that at the start, but you don't get to see it. Now you get to see it. But then you don't spend it. You're like, nah, I'm going to keep adding it onto that balance because I want to get to that hundred. Compound that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. But same thing. Okay. So the next one was side hustle. So I'm still cranking like outside of Next Advisory and doing some things and, mm-hmm. and building some income and being able to get that and go, right, now I've got to fucking pay 40 grand, uh, 40% tax on it. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Because mm-hmm. my income's now at a point where I'm in that top tax bracket. So anything I make outside of that, I'm like, sweet, there goes 40%. Yeah. Boom. You know, that's mint is what it is. And then, so literally you think about this. If I make 10 grand, right, from yeah. a side hustle or from something, four, four grand to tax, save four grand, 40% rule, bang, two grand left. Yeah. So then you're like, well, there's probably no point in even having the two grand. I might as well just save the six grand, yeah. you know, <laughs> which is the last principle in it was basically like try and bank the whole thing. Yeah. I've gotten like a little bit flexy on that. I'm like, now I'm going to have some fun. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll pay the 40% tax. There goes four grand. I now get to save the four grand. That tucks in there out of a 10. And then it's like, yeah, I'm going to play with this two grand. You know, I'm going to buy a stupid uh, card wallet or something that's ridiculously overpriced to reward myself for doing some of those things and, and going through the process. Now, then there are times where I get a dividend, for instance, out of uh, Main Freight or uh, Heartland, yeah, of yeah. course, uh, even Next Advisory. Yep. And I'm like, oh, boom, that is, that's 100%. That's got to go. That's got to go straight into the fund. Yep. And that is literally like all I've done again. Now, I've then moved that over to ANZ to save myself 11% in tax because Westpac, it's a... It's not a pie fund, so I'm getting smacked at 40% of the interest as well is going to tax. Mm. So move that to ANZ, I can cap that out at 20% by having, 28%, sorry, by having that in a pie fund and earn some interest over there. What I've noticed through this period is that my income has increased, right, which is amazing, but my as my assets have increased, I've then put those into things that are creating drips for me. Mm. So it might be a term deposit. It might even be a fund that I've got some money in that pays me each month. That then goes into my cash flow and I'm like, cool, I'm going to save 40% of that again. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I should save the whole thing. And then I get too itchy and I'm like, okay, now what I'm going to do now is I'm going to increase my KiwiSaver contributions. And I am going to still kick in a little bit to Shearsies. I'm going to buy a little bit of this kernel fund over here. I'm going to buy Bitcoin every week. But I'm not paying for it anymore. Mm. The fund is... So the fund... It's like double compounding. Yeah. So that's sitting there generating out a drip and I'm like, cool, I don't need to pay for that out of my income anymore, my after-tax income. I can use my investments to pay for my play investments on the side. Mm. So then I'm I'm increasing my KiwiSaver. I'm increasing what's in sharesies. Uh, so I've got like I'm scratching the itch, but it's, you know, small amounts. And so I've kind of basically made those amounts to be what's going to come in from my return so that then I can still watch that going out. And so I set all those automatic payments up to test, can my cash flow actually handle this? I model it out with my template that people can download and use. And then I actually get through it. I'm like, okay, at the end of the month, where do I get to? Do I have cash left over? Or did I go to too many race meets? (laughs) I'm going to have to move a little bit of cash aside, for instance. So, you know, the most of the theories are still, and tactics are still pretty similar one thing that's been very evident is fuck it is boring. Yeah. It is boring as shit. And 
I used to think about this when I was paying down debt about how much it sucked to basically pay down debt, ring Westpac, decrease my credit card limit, and then think, now I've got to wait a fortnight till I get paid to do the same thing again. Mm. And I go forward in my head, I've got to do that for another nine months, mm. 10 months, 11 months. Think, damn, that's That's what sucked. discipline is though, man, because fuck, it is boring. Because my brain is just like, I had a gap before I came here the other day and I stopped off at Lamborghini. Yeah. And when I looked at this fucking yellow and orange one and I was like, that's where my brain goes all the time. Mm. I'm like, there's cash there, go buy a Lambo. No, you don't deserve it yet. Go to Luke's office. Wow. <laughs> you know, like, nice. Fuck, because- man, I wish you turned up in here in a Lambo today. I'd be like, oh, we're not doing pods. <laughs> we're not doing pods. But it is true, man. Like, discipline for that stuff is, fuck, you have come a long way from, like, Celsius and fucking... <laughs> Oh, trust me, I've left yeah, out a few stories, mate. <laughs> but yeah, from Lazy Boys on cue cards, that is an impressive turnaround. And you're right, man, the boringness of it. But I guess now that you can see the actual asset dripping into other assets, yeah, and those assets will also grow and drip or, or build on themselves, that's pretty cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, I've got like surprise for doing the discipline part, right? Yeah, and I've got like 70-something Gs in my KiwiSaver, which would yeah. be, you know, I think the average is like 30. So yeah, well, you'll that'd be awesome to use for your first home. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've already used it when I blew it back in my bad money days, oh, yeah, right? Nice. So I don't know if I'll be able to do that again. Do they have any compensation around being able to use it a second time? Yeah, you have to have, I'm pretty sure there's an asset threshold. So if you've got more than like 175 grand worth of assets, they don't let you get second chance withdrawal. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What about? Apparently, you can hide money in trust. Everyone comments on Instagram. Yeah, and says pay no tax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I for me, like I've been able to increase that, but for me, that's been about that's a lever that I can go. Okay, say I buy a property and then have to pay a mortgage. I'm like, okay, well, I'm probably not going to keep kicking that into KiwiSaver, mm. for instance. So I'm, I'm instead of wasting that cash and just having all this disposable income, I'm like, nah, let's get it out of here where I can't touch it. So it is a little bit out of sight, out of mind. Mm. It's deployed. And therefore, it's there, it's used. So, you know, I've probably got myself now back into a position where I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm not heavy, I'm heavy-er cash, I'm not heavy cash, but I'm probably mm. where a balanced sort of portfolio needs to be. I've got ammo, should I need be? I've got enough exposure to markets where it gives me the like, fuck man, if everything tanks tomorrow, oh, how am I going to react to a massive part of my net worth just being wiped out? Yeah. Is what it is. I also think that as time goes on, all of that stuff, it kind of sounds cliche to say in this way, but all of that stuff's really hard at the start. But then as you start seeing results, it starts to become easier to be disciplined with it because you can see that it worked. You can see the the interest drop out the bottom or the dividend be paid and go back in and you're like, ah, I can see this now. Yeah. Imagine when this is 10 times bigger or whatever it is, you know, like once you've seen your discipline and whatever asset you're buying, whether it's Bitcoin or your term deposit or whatever, actually work, then it becomes easier to buy it the next time, I reckon. Yeah. But you're right. The boring thing is fucking boring. Saving's so fucking boring, eh? You I just want to spend all the time. Yeah. And I think <laughs> and, and society wants us to do it, right? The marketing and just everything, yeah. the consumerism, the just it's just available, it's there, it's accessible. We can yeah. deliver it to your door mm. 30 minutes and it'll be here. And you're just like, well, why wouldn't I? This is just, this is amazing. Look at the world we live in. But yeah. really I look at it and I'm like, yeah, they're just trying to get the money off of me. I want to get the money off myself later on. So the future self of me is trying to basically be like, dude, I want to fucking get this off you. Stop giving it to these guys. Yeah. You know, give it to your future self so I can get it. So then I can make some decisions in the future and go, 
oh, shit, I don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm working because I want to, not because I have to and things like that. But yeah, I wanted to highlight that it was exciting to get to the first hundred. The first time I sort of did this as a project, this time it's been a little bit more boring because I knew what it was like, but also just for those people who are trying to get out of debt, understand that you learn something beautiful through that process of how boring it is Mm. and how disciplined you have to be because that's the exact same thing you need when you start building wealth and start investing. You know, it's not that much fun getting paid a good amount of coin and being like, cool, I'm just going to move it from account A to account B. (laughs) And now I've got everything I need in my account A for the next 4.333 weeks. Yeah. And this will be fun to do it all again then. (laughs) Yeah, man, it's so true. You know, what the fuck? Yeah. So you've got to have some fun along the way as well. And there are things that I buy. But what I've noticed through this too is that I buy extravagant shit every now and then um, to, to scratch an itch. But it's not excessive and it's not, well, it probably is to some people, but it's not like... You're buying small extravagant shit though, not extravagant shit like me buying new cars and shit. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's out of my 60%, so out of my... But also one thing that's really helped me that I didn't touch on, sorry, is that through that period, my income's increased, my expenses have stayed either the same or only just adjusted for inflation. Now, I've been very lucky too that my rent has barely, like, it's actually decreased. Mm. I've decreased my expenses Mm. in terms of rent. And also I went from being paying rent on my own to then having a partner to then effectively getting out of what they call singles tax and having to pay for all that shit on your own Mm. to now basically getting to split that. So my income naturally increased. I got a, I got an increase in my cash without even having to take a pay rise. Yeah. 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 So then when I model out, okay, what's 40% of my income, which I did the first time when I started, you know, I was only getting paid two grand a month and four grand and stuff like that. And being like, Hey, can I put that aside? Is that even fucking possible? Basically, I was like, oh, shit, well, I've got even more disposable left over. I can do a little bit extra, whether I spend it myself or do I buy different types of assets and stuff like that and play with that coin. Mm. But the principle was still, as the income increases, it's got to be 40%. As these bonuses coming in, they should be at least at a 90%. Let's have a little bit of wriggle room to, to have some fun and stuff. Yeah, But not too much has changed. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think it's... Uh you create new habits and then you just become that person when, if you go down that road. Like we had our Christmas party on Thursday and I was saying to someone, I was like, this is the second time I've been drunk this year. Wow. Like I literally, and I used to get drunk every like fucking weekend. Yeah, that's you really know? impressive, mate. Especially in your industry because your industry's got a high use of, um, let's say, drugs and fucking alcohol, right? <laughs> Finance is bad, yeah. Yeah. So like I was just saying, I was like, fuck it. Yeah, wild. Like drunk twice in a year. That's supreme discipline. Yeah. Yeah, I was probably drunk came... twice last week. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't think it came from like, right, I'm giving up drinking. It came from... These habits are creating yeah, great yeah, results. Yeah, yeah. Like I I need to put in... I remember texting you last year and I was like, I think I'm going to go and put myself on that salary, right? I never did it. But I went through a period of probably four or five months where I didn't take any money out of the business. Mm. So I didn't pay myself. So I was literally living on savings. And I didn't want my savings to go down fast too quick, so I didn't spend that much. And then it came to like a a holiday in the Gold Coast or whatever, and we fucking lived good. And that's like my my leftover from, you know, doing a long period, fuck, pretty much the whole year of not really splashing out, you know? Yeah. And I when I do my month, I sent you my monthly expenses the other day. That include like the purchase of a car that's an asset and Mm. stuff like that. And I rent 
pretty hard on it. But yeah, man, like that discipline is so crucial. And I think now I'm probably more cruisy, but there's like these habits that are ingrained in me. I don't have like a, I'm going to save this much like what you've got here, although you should do this if you're not, because it's a good way to build the discipline. I don't have that, but it's it's built into me now. Not to be a fuckwit with money, yeah. pretty much. Like my income has like 10 x over five years and my expenses have not. That's going to be a good result, whichever way you look at it. Yeah. And having the discipline to be able to be like, well, it's pretty cool seeing that money come in, but don't go and buy a fucking Rolex. Mm. Like it does, you don't need it. It doesn't make you get more meetings and have fucking more mortgage brokers join your group and, you know, yeah. like that you just start to be a pretty good human, I reckon. Yeah, the funny thing when you have more, if you can, you almost want less, if you know what I mean, yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah. you know, you're it like, does. oh, nah, the shit that I thought I was going to need or mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I'm in a position to buy that. You're like, yeah, but fuck, kind of sucks once, to buy that. Once you can buy it, it's funny, eh? Like, it's yeah. like, oh, I've completed that journey now. I don't even need it. <laughs> mm. But also, like, be careful where your celebrations come from. I brought some Burberry swimming togs. Fucking Jesus. Is this before <laughs> or after the Beckham fucking? <laughs> now, this is before. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's amazing that you've seen that. You've seen the, the Burberry. I'll, I'll get to that. Now, I brought those, and, and that just came from an idea that somehow planted in my head, and I thought, fuck, I wonder if they have swimming togs. This was in, when I was in Philippines. And then I – fake Burberry too. No, 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 no. <laughs> I couldn't find them, and I was like, I've got to scratch the itch here. I'll get it like a fake pair. I, fear, I found like a women's um, pair of togs. I thought, oh, maybe I'll rock those. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Where are we going with yeah. this? <laughs> and then I Googled what they actually cost, and I was like, holy fuck, I might get them. Uh, holy fuck, I shouldn't do this. And I was yeah. like, nah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get them at the Singapore Duty Free. Got there, they were like, dude, we don't have those. I was like, oh, maybe they you know, can't get them here. Anyway, I realized, I was like, oh, there's actually Burberry in Auckland. So then I'm on this journey of going to Burberry. My brain used to never know that there even existed there. I'm like, oh, there's a fucking like elite level shopping thing in 277 with Gucci and Louis V. I'd never been in there. Nah. Because I don't want that shit. It's not for me. Like yeah. I just, you know. And then I get these togs. Then I'm in that world, right? And then I'm like, oh, I might fucking nip in there the next time I'm traveling and just see what other <sighs> shit they've got around here. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> these polos are $700, Holy man. This is crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. And then I'm like, okay, I get closer to an income target and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a Burberry wallet. So now there's people are like, fucking hell, man, you just gave us all the lessons and now you're showing how much of a dick you are on the other side. But I like to keep it real. So I buy this Burberry wallet to be a reminder for it to come out of my pocket every time, like how much money there is in the world that people will spend tens of thousands of dollars on this shit. Now, the unfortunate thing is now I'm two layers deep into the Burberry type thinking, right? I watched the Beckham oh, and I'd man. seen those hoodies and I was like, fuck yeah, those hoodies are sick when you see them on someone. I, I was like, maybe I want a hoodie. work to do on your lid, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so what I was going to say <laughs> is can you teach yourself to want less, you know? There are things in there where I go in there and I'm just like, that is outright stupid. I cannot make sense of that. Yeah. I am not, like, I'm not doing that. There are a couple of things where I've been like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. I've got myself in the situation to do it. But usually I wrap a massive, like, meaning around it for me so that mm. when I get that item, it's not so much about, 
that I could afford it, that it was ridiculous what it cost. It's a seed planted for me of like, okay, you dickhead, if you want to swap your money for them, for their marketing bullshit, for their luxury goods, then every time you see that, you better fucking remember what you did to get that uh, or why you brought that. Yeah. And so I kind of do those little weird things, which I just want to explain because I don't want people to think, oh man, this guy's just the fucking perfect saver and does all this stuff. I've never, like I said to you from the start when I started doing Keep the Change and shit, I'm like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I just thought I'd share some lessons along the journey yeah. and show you the things that I'm trying to work through myself. Yeah, yeah. So if anyone's think- got any discount codes at Burberry, let me know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to ever get me a gift, I want a, like a small or a medium hoodie, get the exchange card yeah. as well. <laughs> but also, mate, just sorry, keep your thought there. It's cool to go into, uh, I haven't been to many of those stores like that. So part of me as well is loving business and, you know, figuring out consumer psychology. I'm like, how do they do this shit in here? What are they doing differently? Oh, hello, sir. What can we help you with today? Yeah. Walk you around like a private shopper. Man, I went into try on the shorts and this change room. I'm like, fuck, man, this change room is probably worth more than my fucking house that I live in. Yeah, it's all marble and shit. Yeah, I'm not into shopping at all, uh, but my missus is and Singapore blew my mind. Yeah, it was just like oh. every, uh, there's. I went to like three different malls, and they were all basically Bernard knows <laughs> and like all those brands, Gucci, Louis, fucking. I mean, you've been there, you've seen it. Yeah, it's wild. Like they'll walk you around, and then they re- they, they recognise that I've got no fucking interest in like trying anything on, so they give me a seat and offer me a drink of water and yeah, take Taylor around and yeah, that shit's wild. Um, me personally, I don't really need to buy anything to remind me about that stuff. I just sort of tell myself and I guess I guess I probably do have reminders my reminders that I that are, are more images of people that have done it like nice that's a lot cheaper man than some yeah. of my habits <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but then I do spend money on dumb shit that I enjoy like cars and stuff so you know my fishing gears have insured for 70 grand wow like I've spent fucking I don't even have 70 grand with the chattels <laughs> I don't even have seven grand with the channels. <laughs> no, you I, oh bro, I you don't. own nothing, eh? Nah. <laughs> Except a Burberry wallet and some nice deodorant from David Beckham. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a mattress. I've got a house yeah. and a mattress of tears. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I've got. got heaps of toys, right? But yeah. Yeah, yeah. So but you've got to find your own thing, right? You've got to find what brings you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you get a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment out of that, and that helps re-energize you. I missed – there's a funny bit of this yarn, bro. So – this is the second time that I brought something from Burberry, right? So the first time, what they do is they key in all your information. So you go into their marketing funnel, then you start getting pinged, right? I'm like, fuck, I need to unsubscribe for this shit because this is going to be expensive, man. <laughs> and they go out and they're like, we can, you know, we can wrap it up for you. And I think they do it. Like they take time so that you spend more time in the store and you're looking around at shit. Mm. I don't know. Because I'm like, man, it's taking me ages. A technique to everything. That's why I'm rich man yes and so they bring it out and they've like packaged up this Burberry shorts and shit and it's got the nice paper around it and stuff I take it home I'm like fucking straight into recycling yeah. but, but part of me is like I want to keep this like oh, maybe I'll keep the ribbon or something and so I think I'm overpaid for it exactly you know so you're trying to squeeze every cent out of it <laughs> the second time I went there and get this card wallet I'd been to, and so again, there's some weird shit that I do. I'd been to farmers and I was like, okay, I'm getting some new jockeys. Just shout out to jockey. If anyone's at jockey and listening, discount code over here too, yeah. but I've got, I got a fresh new pair, so I'm sweet for a bit. But I'm, like, I'm going to get me some new jockeys. And because what I do with jockeys is I look at them and sometimes, you know, they have like the sevens guys playing these ones or some shit. And they probably don't, but I'm like, fuck yeah, high performance guys. That's a good reminder in the morning. Like we're fucking game on today. They call their things like, jockey performance and I'm like yeah let's perform so just plant weird shit in my brain to to think about this stuff so I go and get some fresh new ones 
So I take my farmer's bag down to Burberry, right? <laughs> and so she gets to the point where she's like, would you like to wrap this up, sir? And I was like, ah, yeah, go on, because I want you to spend a little bit of your coin to put that cardboard <laughs> shit around it because it's ESG and carbon neutral free or something that they're you know, doing. And then she brings it out and she's like getting this Burberry bag out. I was like, oh, don't worry about the bag. And she's like, oh. And I was like, I just put it in my farmer's bag. And she's like, the look on her it's face. Like swearing was, at her. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she, she paused and looked at me. And you could tell we had this moment of, she's like, but I think people like to carry around the Burberry bag to be like, oh, look, I've the been shopping it. I'm like, yeah, just whack it in here. Here you go. Bang. Like just punching it down to the bottom of my farmer's bag. And she just <laughs> stopped and kind of just watched me walk out the store and was probably like, what a dick. Yeah. Like, what, what just happened there? So anyway, I stacked 100 grand again, mate, and then I'm still doing heaps of dumb shit on the side. I'm not perfect. I've tried to tell people that the whole time. Hopefully, you can learn something through that. The millie, eh? Now, yeah, keep going towards the millie. Yeah. Man, it is it is tough. But anyway, we can we can do a whole another pot on that at some stage. Yeah, we will. You don't know who you fucking with. Got my other bitch fucking with my other bitch. Fucking all night, nigga, we ain't sell a bitch. Nigga say I'm too dope, I ain't selling it. Buy fresher than a motherfucking peppermint. Go, go let him in, his last king killing shit. Young money, young money, yeah, we getting rich.